Welcome to the Benefits of Knowledge podcast with Lauren Curry of Curry Financial Group Limited. In this podcast, we are focused on helping businesses set up and manage their group benefit plan to protect and assist their most valuable assets. Join us on this journey where Lauren explores ways to help you develop effective and cost-efficient strategies for your business. Now on to the show. Hello and welcome to the Benefits of Knowledge with Lauren Curry. Lauren, how are you today? I'm doing great, Eric. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm I'm excited to be with you again. Uh, for the listening audience, just understand I am kind of the producer on this show in the background. I am taking these first two podcasts, and this is the second one. So if you have not heard the first podcast, that was Lauren's inaugural podcast. It really gave a good snapshot of his business, his history, how he got into uh, what we're going to talk about today, how he got into doing what he does best. And then also we, you know, asked him some personal questions kind of about his personal life so you could get to know him. So if you haven't heard that, please go back and listen to that first podcast. But this is podcast number two, and I get the pleasure again of interviewing Lauren and talking to him about kind of how they do what they do. What does it look like for companies to work with Lauren and his team? From here on out, Lauren will pretty much run his podcast and, and he'll be the, the one doing most of the interviewing of other people and or just us having a discussion and teaching me all about benefits and how this works. So Lauren, are you ready to go today? All ready to go. Today, we're really focusing on what does it look like to work with your team? What does it look like to engage you from that very first step, right? So in the first podcast, you mentioned that a lot of your clients come to you by referral from current clients that you're working with or people that know what you do and, and you do it well. So they refer other businesses to you. So if I'm one of those businesses and I call you up or I listen to one of your podcasts, I say, well, that makes a lot of sense. I really want to reach out to his team. If I call you up, what happens? Well, Eric, we, we basically have a five-step process that we, we work our way through. Not a lot of structure to it, but we try and make sure we cover off these five different steps. All right. And I know that on the first podcast, you said that Joan answers the phone a lot. So if I'm calling in, I may speak to Joan. She is fantastic. Or I may reach you on the phone. So I've got either one of you and we're deciding, let's have this discussion. What's the first step? First thing we do is just arrange a time. Of course, with COVID going on right now, we're, you know, we're doing everything virtually. If you called in, Joan's going to send you a link to a program called Calendly. That's my calendar. You'd actually be able to pick a time that's convenient for you nice. to hook up and we'll just have a discussion. We really just need a discovery meeting for the very first meeting. Okay. So that first step is a discovery meeting. What can I expect to, to do in that discovery meeting? Uh, I'm hoping you're going to do most of the talking. Uh, <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm, I'm really there to listen, maybe prompt you a little bit. I, I, I want to know what is working if you have a current plan and, you know, what's not working. Because uh, without knowing what's, what's going right or wrong, it's uh, hard for us to start anything. So mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot involved with setting these programs up and, and really to make a successful group benefit program. There's lots of group programs out there. I'm not convinced they're all successful. When you ask the employees and the employer, they're probably not so, as happy as uh, we, we think they could be. Mm -hmm. As a business owner, I, I realize that group benefits is not going to be really exciting because uh, it's a little wee small part of your overall day-to-day -day of operating your business. Mm -hmm. I find most people really don't like talking about this stuff, but it is important that you get the program set up properly 
to make everybody happy. Because the whole idea of having a group benefit program is to attract and retain good employees. Yeah, absolutely. So speaking of good employees, if I am the business owner and I've been referred to you and your team, you know, I want to have this call. I want to start this process and do the discovery. Is there somebody that I should be bringing in into the meeting with me? So if I'm the business owner, I'm sure that there's other people within my company that maybe need to be a part of that discovery call so they can tell you about the plan currently, pros and cons and all that you were just speaking of. Yes. Uh, again, depending on the size of your company, if you have a small company, you might be the only person, mm-hmm. right? If you've got uh, 20 employees, you maybe don't have an HR department or, or, you know, that type of thing. If you're large enough, if you have a controller, of course, the controller is going to be the person that uh, is going to help you understand the finance end behind things. Mm-hmm. And if you have an HR manager, that the HR people are the ones that are probably dealing directly with your employees. So they're going to understand more of the what the employees are saying, perhaps, and mm-hmm. probably the inner workings of how your current group plan works. Got it. That makes sense. Yeah. Because again, I think the owner has a lot on their plate that doesn't, like you said, benefits are pretty small piece of the overall business and the way it runs. And the, the business owner may not have their finger on the pulse of what's really going on. So it's, it's nice to know that there's some other folks that could join that meeting and you can all sit down and have that discovery call. So what happens after the discovery call? What's step two? We really need to analyze what the current plan, and again, I'm making the assumption here that you have a plan. Of course, if you don't have a plan, you know, then we just have to introduce what, what is available to you. But mm-hmm. most cases, companies the size we're dealing with, they, they already have these programs. So we need to know what's the plan design? What, what are you offering your employees? Does everybody get the same benefits? Do you have different, what we call classes? Do you have a, the owner of the business, there's, their coverage should be or likely is different maybe than the sales department, the people who work in the office or the people who are working out in the warehouse. So what's everybody receiving currently? And then to help with that plan design, we're going to look at benchmarking your program to similar size or similar company. So again, I'll use manufacturing as the example. Mm-hmm. We'll take a look at other manufacturing companies in Ontario. That's where we're located, of course. What are you offering your employees compared to your peers out there? You're likely competing for employees when you're trying to hire people from other similar businesses. What are they offering their employees? It's helpful if you understand what the competition is as a starting point, because uh, again, retaining, hiring good people, that's what we use group benefit plans for. All right. And that, that is key to any business being successful. In my opinion, the better your employees are, the more the business is going to grow. So it it really kind of solves its own problem as it goes along. Um, I I, kind of like that, right? (laughs) But I'm going to address something that you, you kind of touched on. What if I don't have anything? Maybe I'm a business that has 10, 15 employees, and this is something I'm just exploring for the very first time, or maybe I have more employees. What kind of information do I need to be bringing to the table? And and Lauren, I am absolutely a blank slate here. I have no idea what it takes to do benefit plans. So as a business owner, I wouldn't know. Do I need to know, do I need to be able to tell you all the salaries of my employees? Do I need to tell you how big my employees' families are? You know, John and, and Susan have four kids and blah, blah, blah. I have no idea. What do they need to bring to the table to tell you so you can kind of help them with this plan? 
Well, we have an employee data sheet, which if we're going to go to market, we, we're gonna have to get that filled out anyway. And that's gonna include, so everybody's name, when they start, how long have they worked for you? What is their salary? What is their job? These things are different industries do offer different things. So if you don't have a current plan, I always tell people to start small and then work their way up. Uh, okay. You don't want to go out and give somebody this huge benefit plan and then a year later realize that, oh, I can't afford this. You need to start small and then gradually build that plan over time as you learn what you can afford or what things are going to cost. Because we don't know what people are going to use until the plan is in place. All right. Well, that, that answers that question. Because again, I'm, I'm hoping this podcast reaches business owners that are have been thinking about it, or maybe they've never thought about it. And wow, this could be a way to really kind of target some employees that will lift this company, you know, and, and continue it on its upward climb, which would be good. So after you analyze everything and, or you introduce a new company to kind of the idea of benefits and what that can do for them, what's the third step? Well, actually I do have another piece of the analyzing. Oh, sure. Yeah, please. <laughs> we didn't talk about finances, right? Mm -hmm. I, I, I'll go, I'll go back to the one with, that has the current plan. Um, we would, I would do an analysis of on the financial side as well. This is not going to insurance carriers to get quotes or anything. I basically would do the math behind what you're being charged based on the claims that are going through the program. I could do that to come out with a number to tell you that either, you know what, you're getting a good deal on your program currently, or I might also be telling you that I think you're being overcharged. It's similar to what I do at our renewal process because I want to make sure that those insurance companies have their pencils sharpened, but we can get a pretty good idea of what the rates should be by looking at your current plan. So you'd have hopefully up to three renewals. We would analyze all of those three renewals to see where you stood. Hmm. Well, that brings up another question for me. Is this a service that you offer for, for anybody or, and is there a charge to it? So if a business owner is out there, he goes, well, I've got a group plan. I think it's pretty good, but now that I'm hearing that, you know, I could possibly get a second set of eyes on this, I, I wouldn't mind, you know, engaging Lauren in this conversation. What does that look like? We don't charge people for that. We'll, we'll do that work. We'd like to think that if we provide that service, if I'm doing it, I'm assuming maybe your current provider or advisor isn't doing mm -hmm. that. So if we do review your plan, educate you on what's available and you know, explain your financial picture. Uh, we're fairly confident that if we do a good job with that, there's a good chance you're going to become a client. Fantastic. Yeah. I think that's, that's the best idea. All right, Lauren, is there anything else for step two that we're missing? Uh, the, the last thing I would say is there are different ways to cover the different costs for your employees. It doesn't all have to be what we call an insured program. There are things like health spending accounts that a lot of people are taking advantage of now, but I also run into a lot of companies that aren't even aware that they exist. We would also be discussing alternate funding models. Let's put it that way. All right. That sounds good. I mean, again, you're bringing education to the, to the market here, right? You're, you're bringing it to the business owners that, like you said, they may not even know about some alternative choices and, and possibilities. Um, so I love the fact that you're willing to spend time with them to, to show them, Hey, this, these are the alternatives. Here's some things that maybe your, your advisor or your, your rep has never shown you before. That's right. fantastic. All right. Are we going to step three? 
Yep. Let's let's go to market. All right. Let's go to market. Okay. We've reviewed everything and we've decided either we're making plan design changes or perhaps I've done the financial analysis and I, I don't think that you're perhaps being treated fairly. In that case, that's when we take that employee data. We take those last three years of renewals. We get the claims experience and stuff like that. And then we're going to go out to market your program. We market plans to all the major carriers in Canada. We have a couple of specialty carriers we deal with as well. Again, depending on the size of your company, that could make a difference. And we're fortunate enough that we actually have what we call block arrangements with a couple of different carriers. What that basically means is because of the volume of business we do with them, we get a preferred the lingo in the business is target loss ratio, but bottom line is we have a preferred administration fee and we want to try to get that admin fee as low as possible. We would take that out just to see what the market has to offer. And generally speaking, we, we still give the current carrier maybe the last kick at the, the can, if you will, to try and save that business. Uh, again, it'll all depend on that situation. Got it. All right. All right, anything else in step three uh, under marketing? Uh, actually, there is something that we've uh, just implemented lately, Eric. Um, we started marketing our current clients' programs. So anybody that's out there that's listening, uh, hopefully lots of our clients are, are listening, but we're now marketing your plan every three years. So some of you would have already seen this. Some of you may not have. Uh, it will take a process to get it done. But what we're finding is we just need to make sure that those insurance companies do have their pencil sharp, as I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. And I think the best way to do that is approximately every three, perhaps four, depending on the renewal itself that year. Uh, but if we go to market, again, we, we try not to change carriers. We'd like to build those relationships, but uh, I want to make sure my clients are getting the best price. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's fantastic. Again, that, that shows your character, um, that you're not just there to implement something and then, you know, watch it from a distance. <laughs> you're invested in it and you're like, you want your clients to continue to get the best service possible. So I love that. I love that you're implementing something new and, and uh, again, just making sure that they're getting the best deal possible. All right. They're getting the best deal possible at this moment. Uh, so then we go to step four. What's step four? Well, you just kind of led right into that actually, uh, stay engaged. Um, we don't want to just, you know, see you once a year or talk to you once a year when, uh, when it's renewal time, mm -hmm. I've made a habit that I touch base is whether it's in person or whether it's, uh, you know, virtually now midway through the year. I want to make sure that everything is operating properly. We're going to review how are your claims going? We don't want to surprise at renewal time that, Oh, you know, guess what? The claims are, are three times what they were last year. So we're going to go over that. We're going to watch the trends, what's happened since the last renewal. Generally, these mid-year reviews, that's also when we, we get into maybe a, coming back and revisiting benchmarking, or perhaps there's a new plan administrator. So we come back and we go through that plan administrator's checklist again, because we, again, we have to continue to provide education. Is anything new in the business? And, and we'll just review those things, kind of the mid-year point. All right. Well, that, that actually triggers a question for me. Are there any circumstances or are there any 
instances that a business owner or an HR department or a uh, administrator or a reg, not regulator. What did you say? The controller, right? Controller. Are yes. there any instances that, that happen where they should be reaching out to you? Is there something they should be kind of keeping an eye on? If it happens, they need to reach out to you and talk to you about what's going on. For the most part, it's just if, if any issues come up, okay, we're, we're here. We've talked about Joan quite a bit. Joan is in the office every day. She does take the odd vacation, not as enough, but we want to make sure if there's any kind of issue, we are here. That is part of what we get paid for is to make sure that we are looking after you. I don't want you wasting time. Now, there's simple questions that, of course, we have contacts at the insurance carriers. The employees, if they have a question, they're going to go to the insurance carrier first. Mm -hmm. Because of privacy, they, they need to do that. But if there's an issue with anything whatsoever, then you know what? Send us an email, pick the phone up and give us a call because we are here to make sure you're not wasting time. Again, benefits is a small part of what you do. You should not have to be dealing with a bunch of issues. Now, frankly, there aren't that many issues. We deal with insurance carriers that give us very, very good service. Mm -hmm. But again, nothing's perfect. So we want to make sure we're here when those, those issues do come up. All right. Okay, Eric, that, that actually leads us right into our fifth step of our program, which we would call support. All right. Besides that mid-year review, we, you know, we're always here at the office. Mm -hmm. um, we want to make sure that if anything comes up, does the administrator need to know how to navigate or how to deal with something at the insurance company that maybe they haven't done before? Mm -hmm. We pride ourselves on those client relationships and our goal is to help in any way we can and as soon as possible. Going back, I, I had mentioned that plan administrator's checklist. We leave a copy of that, of course, with the plan administrator. We send them a, a, a Word document so they have it electronically. And we really encourage them to keep that handy. It doesn't hurt to pull it out every once in a while and just say, you know, am I on top of these little duties that I have as the plan administrator? We're hoping that that is there to support them and we're always just a phone call away. Fantastic. Lauren, this has been a great podcast. I, I know that there was a ton of information here, but that's the beauty of podcasting is that anybody listening to this, you can pause it and go back, right? Rewind, <laughs> rewind, take a couple notes, really outlined exactly what it looks like to engage your team and, and, and begin this process. Um, I'm hoping that people take advantage of that. I'm hoping people say, you know what, I'd love a second set of eyes on what we're currently doing just to make sure we're getting the best for our employees and in the most efficient way. And I know that you mentioned tax efficiency and, and financial efficiency. Those are huge, important things for every business out there. So great information. Lauren, if somebody's ready to, to reach out right now, how do they get a hold of you? Well, they can go to our website, www.currayfinancialgroup.com. Uh, there's information on there. Uh, of course, they can email us. Probably easiest to get a hold of Joan, J-O-A-N, at currayfinancialgroup.com for email. And, of course, just pick the phone up. Call us. We've got a toll-free number here. It's 1-866-445-4424. We'd be more than happy to answer any questions you may have. All right. Lauren, thank you so much for your time today. My pleasure, Eric. You bet. And the last thank you goes to you listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Benefits of Knowledge podcast with Lauren Curry. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. 
This way, when Lauren comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your colleagues. Again, thanks so much for listening today. For everyone at Curry Financial Group, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Benefits of Knowledge podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available.